let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, it's the Jordans, and this is Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. And if you're wondering, but you probably weren't <laughs> running, wondering, we have re-recorded this entry or this intro like 10 times. I'm serious. It's because I just keep botching it every time. I think it's pregnancy brain. Well, I don't know. Let's just blame that though, because it's happening. And I, no, seriously, it's like every time we've recorded this intro, she's like, why I'm am like, I here? What? Who am I? <laughs> What is my name? Oh my gosh. It's terrible. Like early onset Alzheimer's or something. No, really though. I'm like, uh, have I been on a podcast before? Do I know what I'm doing? If you are still listening, we are Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Yes. Welcome, Uh, welcome. Our goal with our podcast is to talk about real world applications for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that when you're in Sunday school or when you're reading the scripture, sometimes uh, the principles of Jesus Christ seem really lofty and really impressive and really awesome. Like unachievable almost. And sometimes unachievable. Or like maybe they seem achievable and then you go home. And then home you go home and you're like... And you're like, uh, there are toddler handprints on the ceiling. How in the world did that happen? <laughs> uh, and it gets things get a little more murky. A little more difficult. Well, hairy. And we want to talk about that because <laughs> it is still worth it. It is still applicable, but sometimes you just need to vent a little bit and sometimes you need to talk about it and we're here to help you do that. Mm-hmm. Or we're here to talk about it. Yeah. You're there to listen, but you can totally come talk to us over yeah, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, we frequently respond to listeners that reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We have lots of conversations. We've had some longer form conversations too with people who reach out to us for whatever reason totally and we love that yeah it's super fulfilling for us and it's really cool to be able to interact with you guys yeah so honey yes it's been a long time since we've done one of our favorite segments who's the weirdo yes yeah if you've been with us this whole time you know that in the beginning when we first launched the podcast it was really up until the pandemic episodes or that quarantine episodes which feels like forever ago but um we did a segment in the beginning of the show called who's the weirdo where we would pick something and then kind of compare and contrast between each other yep and then you You would jump in and say all right who is the weirdo which one of us is the weirder one Mm -hmm. about this thing so today's topic is what I am affectionately terming rage quirks. Yes. So these these, these are the quirks that come out when, when you like, are in full rage mode. Not like rage like you are, well, maybe rage like rage, like you're thinking. But like in your moment of like, ah, like pure frustration. Yeah, like when you have so it a could toddler... Be- Hitting you, saying, pa, 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 pa. Like, but they can't talk yet, but they want chocolate milk. Even though you told them they can't have chocolate milk. They've already had five, five times already today. And you thought, like, oh, I'm being a good parent because I gave you some chocolate milk, even though I thought I shouldn't. And then the other one's throwing things at you, and then someone steps on your toe. In that moment of pure blind rage, what is your quirk? Okay, so mine is i feel like it's not weird it's not i'm probably gonna lose this one mine's not weird i just like is the goal to be the weird one i don't know 
actually. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I just kind of, I get so flustered and so like tense that my whole body is like so tense <laughs> and robotic. <laughs> and, and I kind of do this like grunting sound or like huffing puffing sound <laughs> where I just kind of like, ah, kind of a thing. I don't know. Um, so that's mine. Oh, she, I get, I just get so stiff. Yeah, seriously. Like, I can, she can like walk out of the room. If I'm working in the other room, cause I'm working from home right now. If I'm in the other room and she comes in and I haven't been aware of the rage, the raging that's been going on and she comes up to me and, or she walks in the room. I can tell if she's, if she's like raging because her movements are like, she's doing a, like her best to do the, what was it, like the robot dance. When oh, she, as like soon as she walks, yeah, it's like very rigid and kind of like jumping around a little bit. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, it's obvious when something's wrong. And then you try and hug her, and then it's like you're hugging a tree. <laughs> it's like no movement at all. And I'm she, so sorry. And like when when I do hug her, she'll like how do I describe this? You, it's like I sink in for a minute, but then I'm like, okay, time's up. Yeah, she'll give me like two <laughs> seconds max. And I'm like, nope, nope, it needs to last longer than that. <laughs> like count sometimes. Yeah, it's like when she's raging, like she can only, like she, I don't know, it's like you have to be busy or something when you're mad. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just like, like I bustle. I, I will not be comforted. Yeah, I just bustle around the house stiff as a board. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're okay, fine. so what's yours? What's your rage quirk? I bite my lip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know this until today when we were talking about it. Yeah. I, I Do you bite it hard? I bite the inside of my lip, so you can't see it. So I rarely ever mm. like bite the outside of my lip because I don't mm. want the kids to see it. Oh, like, well, when you're I, nice. When I'm like, <laughs> How generous of you. <laughs> when I'm like, like, when I am filled with like the desire to... I'm not going to say beat my children well, no. on a podcast, but you know, you know, okay. Uh, when you're like filled with the desire, where like, I would never actually beat them. Well, I know that. And I I don't even, like, we don't spank the kids. No. Uh, but when I wholeheartedly empathize with those people who spank their children mm-hmm. and beat their children, mm-hmm. not, not beating, okay, not beating. backing it up, spanking. Yeah. Stop saying that word. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but when I am like about to rage quit on some kids, <laughs> I bite like the inside of my lip. And sometimes like when they've been like in their worst moments, mm-hmm. I have bit so hard that I bled. Wow. Just cause I'm trying so hard not to like yell or hit them. Well, you're a good person. I, I'm trying so hard. The past couple of days have been rough. I think the kids are definitely done with the Oh, they are so done with the quarantine yeah. stuff, the whole stay-at-home order, which we're technically done with, yeah. which is everything we want to talk about today. Yeah. So, so right, let us know on, on Instagram, or you can direct message us, but put on Instagram, um, who's the weirdo? Who do you think the weirdo is? Is it Emily with her stiff boardingness? Stiff boarding. Board stiffingness? <laughs> board stiffery? Is it Emily with her board stiffery, <laughs> or me with my lip, lip biting? bitery? Bitery. Okay. Yeah. So, on to our topic. Yes. Okay. This has been like a huge, big like question mark for us and for me and um, for a lot of you guys too. The whole, I mean, I, can't, I don't even think you can put in one question, but what is the norm or the protocol or the 
um, the accept accept expectation expectation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> expectation revolving around hanging out with friends and family. Yeah, and like social gatherings that aren't like meetings or church or like. Just like to the grocery store. Fr- just like just really just like having people over, hanging out with people, going to someone's house, having barbecues, yeah. stuff like that. So I just feel like there's been this whole time there's been government regulations and restrictions and um, protocols and all that and public stuff. But um, since a lot of us now, at least in the States, a lot of us are off of a stay at home order. But there's still, like, public expectations and regulations put out by the government. Mm -hmm. And we're in, like, this vague stage one or whatever that means. But there's really nothing said about getting together with your friends. So are you looking for, like... Like a government recommendation, or you? Well, I just I don't know. I just maybe in my personality, like I kind of like to be told what to do, or like we are very different. Yeah, I know. But like, I kind of want to know what the norm is. I want to know what's expected, and I just feel like there's no guidelines. Yeah, and see, I'm the kind of person like when someone tells me, I'm like, what gives you the right to tell me what to do? Right, and that doesn't mean that I just like go willy-nilly with whatever is said all the time. I just, I feel very lost in right. this big question. And, and I think this this um, topic is even more complicated because of the camps that are being created in society. Yeah. So one thing I've been noticing in general, but uh, more specifically when we asked people, our listeners, for comments, mm-hmm. uh, it was very clear that there were two solid, strong camps. Mm-hmm. that were forming yeah and it's interesting because real quick just to interrupt you um two things actually okay are you gonna lose your train of thought nope okay nope. so one thing is that we are recording this on may 27th so as of right now this is our opinion and stances and this is what's going on so it could change tomorrow mm-hmm. um so i just want to make that clear and then i forgot the other thing so that's good on. Good. Keep going. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So uh, just buckle up. Here's my little monologue. Uh, so I think that we are reaching a point in the pandemic where the political, cultural, socio wars that were happening uh, in our society before all of this started have like caught up to us again, and so now the pandemic is fully a part of those culture wars that were happening before. Mm-hmm. Um, and So what do you mean by culture war? So by culture war, this is a term that we use, that you hear a lot in, in the news, or if you're, you listen to like political podcasts or YouTube channels, or if you're, you study political science. But culture wars are this... Oh, I'm trying to figure out a quick, succinct way of describing it. Basically, well, the, basically describe it like you're talking to me because I don't listen to any of those <laughs> Right. I just haven't thought about, like, okay. it's one of those things that, like, you you know, but then you try and explain it and you realize, okay. like, I, I, need, I need to, like, kind of delineate it mm-hmm. a little bit more in my head. So, if there's somebody out there who's thought about this a lot more, who gets mad at my description, I apologize. <laughs> but I would say the culture wars are um, you have these two broad facets of society those that are more left-leaning and those that are more right-leaning. And things outside of politics get associated with that camp. Okay. 
Um, and so, and then that kind of spreads and then kind of becomes part of like the cultural identity of that political camp. And mm-hmm. so that's why things that shouldn't be political or shouldn't be associated with a political party end up being associated with the political party. Okay. So like mo like a lot of um these vaccines might not be a good one. I'm trying to think of like an obvious thing. Um Well what about like with Corona? Okay. So I'll use Corona. Um so for some reason and I have some theories but I don't know for sure. Uh for some reason people who are more left leaning mm-hmm. are taking this more or taking the coronavirus situation more seriously, at least from a health perspective. Okay. Um and the people who are more right wing or more right leaning like are taking it, are much more relaxed from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh and sometimes more engaged on an economic or a rights like mm-hmm. a political rights perspective, mm-hmm. uh, which is natural. I mean, kind of with the political philosophies, that, that kind right. of makes sense. But even so much so that people on the left, uh, like people who are leaning left, are not paying nearly as much attention to like economic or political factors. Mm-hmm. And people on the right, like a lot of people are saying things like, like oh, that's fake, or they're they're kind of like denying... The reality of the the reality of it, or like the of the, virus the, the seriousness of the virus itself, yeah. and it's super mi- it's super messed up and mixed, and it's not like it's all not people like, who are right wing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, but one of the really interesting indicators of of this phenomenon that I'm talking about is uh, so I, I use a couple different news aggregators, and my favorite news aggregators, for those of you who don't know, a news aggregator is like a, an app or a service that goes through and basically collects uh, news stories from a bunch of different news sources and brings them to one location mm-hmm. and separates it for you based off of whatever algorithm that app uses. And the ones I like, really like to use separate it based off of bias, uh, and it will show um, the bias of each individual article. And one cool thing that one of my favorite news aggregators use or uses is um, or they guess they, they that they do is they uh, send out a report each week saying like these are the top stories that have the highest bias hmm. and so or highest reporting bias and so they'll say this story has only been covered or has been recovered been covered like eighty percent more by right wing outlets or fifty percent more by left wing outlets or whatever it is uh, and. If you look at it over the week since this has started, the um, the news stories that have focused on the health consequences of the coronavirus uh, and the seriousness of it have been covered significantly more by left leaning news out- left leaning <laughs> news outlets, and they the left leaning news outlets have also covered um, things about political rights and about economics and about issues with the WHO or with other big organizations at a much lower rate than right-wing news outlets. Okay. And so, and right-wing news outlets cover those things a lot more and they don't cover the uh, medical 
consequences of, of the virus as much. Right. Uh, and so at the core, the information we are consuming is is being catered to those two camps. It's being like categorized. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are these two really strong camps. And we saw that in our, uh, in some of our listener yeah, um, feedback. So, yeah. So I got on Instagram today and asked you guys about your thoughts about this whole topic. Um and it was very interesting to see yeah. um, certain people are very relaxed and certain people are still, um, like, very intense about um, kind of, I don't know, staying home. And um, a lot of people are in between. Yeah. But it was it was interesting to see that it seemed very divided with a few that are in between. Yeah. There's not many people that are like, I don't really know. I'm still trying to figure it out. People, people are kind had of like opinions. I was very, imp- like, I don't know impressed i was gonna say but um surprised surprised maybe that um this was something that people were very passionate about and opinionated about it was a very hot topic because we've asked for feedback before and has we've never had such yeah major response that's not true we've had some questions like the like self-help like the mental health okay and, yes that one and like child loss those kind of things mm-hmm. so like there have been yeah. some things that have been really hot topics but this, this, one was, was, this like, has been a very topic. hot topic and i wasn't expecting that because i think it's part of i think it is part of the culture wars now mm-hmm. it's like um, if you have an opinion about it you want to put it out there, right which makes and, sense. and i think it's super difficult for someone like me to kind of get my bearings because i don't uh, associate myself really strongly with either of the camps. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to pick one of the camps, it's probably like the more right right wing, like the conservative camp. But yeah. I am not fully in that camp, and okay. so I, I definitely I, I feel like I see the validity and the seriousness of the medical situation. And it's like we wear masks and we limit how where we go uh, and how frequently we go out and we limit the exposure our children have to people like we don't take our kids into stores and that that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I also like have so many issues with the way things have been handled. Um, but here, here's my biggest issue right now is I feel like regardless of which side you were on, if you come into contact with somebody who's on the other side, that other that that person ridicules you, or like there's almost like a like a feeling of laughing there's or scoffing. Like, yeah, there's almost like this judgment, and I feel like it's it's kind of like the same feeling when like you disagree about a parenting style or like mm-hmm. vaccines right. or like spanking or spanking. Yeah, there's like this like weird. That that's this is the culture war thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it feels yeah. like. It's yeah. these like little things, and it's not always like everything this... on one side goes to one camp or won't right, right, right. one camp, but like the... no, yeah, yeah, I understand. I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Oh, but just just that like there's this general feeling of judgment, and I that just makes me so sad that people we should be able to just have our opinions, do what's best and right for our family, and when we come into contact with people that think otherwise, like that should be fine. We should be able to respect each other, mm-hmm. and not be so judgmental right i mean because you probably if you probably have felt this in one situation or another if you are one of the people who don't think this is a big a big serious deal and think that people are super overreacting it's ridiculous uh when you come into contact with people who do think it's a big deal they start 
they'll freak out on you. Like you don't care about other people. Like you're not wearing a mask. Like you must want people to die. And, and there's just like such animosity mm-hmm. from that camp. But then on the other side, if like we had somebody like kind of laugh at us when we asked, when we posed the question mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. They're like, like that's silly. I'm not doing anything. Right. And right. They're, they're kind of like scoffing at us. Like scoffing at us for having that question. Right. <laughs> so it's just interesting that, it, that this judgment is starting and it's steaming and it right. makes me really sad, actually. Yeah. So if you're in that camp where you don't really know yet, it's okay. There are other people out there. You don't have to pick a camp Yeah. Either. You like, don't have to make And you don't have to be... The thing is, like, you can pick... You can make a decision without being fully in the camp. Yeah. Like, you can think, okay, I don't think this is as big of a deal as it's being portrayed as or i think we might have overreacted or anything like that and you can still believe like scientists like you can still believe that like okay this um i where am i going with this i don't really know where i'm going with this basically you don't have to like (laughs) adopt every single tenant of that camp's belief right but there's this feeling like you have to Mm -hmm. and that's not true right like you can you can agree with portions of what some people say or agree with without jumping full in and buying the hat and the t-shirt and drinking the Kool-Aid, <laughs> right? Right. I think another interesting thing, too, is location. Um, one of our listeners that reached out to us is from Canada, and she said that they are still on, like, full quarantine. Um, and so that the whole social gatherings thing doesn't really apply yet, quite yet. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but then other people, like I know different states have completely different, not maybe camps, but like completely different. I can see that um, like people from a certain state are all kind of thinking this way and people from a certain state are all kind of thinking another way. And that could be because one state has a much higher or lower like effect rate, I guess, yeah. or effect I don't know. How would you say that? No, like the the they've been affected more yeah, or less than the other, and so it makes sense for them to have those tendencies or opinions. Yeah. But then we don't really like recognize that as like a person from Louisiana, maybe talking to someone from Arizona, you can feel that weird tension because of the different opinions, yeah. because and, of the different like environment. Yeah, and I think that's that's partially true. And I think another part is the fact that, um. Like, we are a little bit more on the cautious side than some of the people we know in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, just some of the tension, like, is natural in that and the fact that we're in different camps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And that's that's one thing that we want to just kind of admit today is that we don't know. Yeah. And I'm... Like, Andrew and I don't know. Yeah. And so, we have our ideas and we're making our decisions based off of the situation we're in. It's like Louisiana... And especially in the area we're in is kind of one of the more harder hit areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know. Do I want to say that? No, I'm not going to say that. So we've made decisions to kind of keep our family healthy. And uh, so we have people in our family, like my dad, who is a doctor, owns his own business. And because of the nature of the area he works in and the fact that he is the only practitioner at his his business or at his office, if he gets sick, he's out of work. And he works with a lot of elderly people. Yeah. So for those of us who have those kind of people in our in our families, 
Mm-hmm. Like we kind of make extra cautious decisions, like whether they're family members whose livelihood depends on them not getting sick, right? Or we have family members who are likely to be highly susceptible to the to the disease. Mm-hmm. Well, an interesting thing too is like your dad works, um, like he really cannot get sick. So does that mean that if we want to see your dad, we can't be hanging out with friends? Right. Like that's another thing that has to be considered, which is like. A terrible like thing to have to choose but right. yeah it's just so complicated yeah it is very complicated and i think um one thing emily brought up as we were talking about this episode in preparation uh, that i really liked was a scripture verse oh yeah that i think i want to share now we were gonna share it at the end but mm-hmm. do you want to read that one huh? yeah so this is john thirteen thirty four. Um, pretty common. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. And I mean, I was just thinking of that because it just makes me so sad that such strong opinions are, I mean, it's good to have opinions. That's great. That's totally normal. But when it becomes a judgmental thing that we're kind of seeing happen around us, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just breaks my heart right. that people are judging like that. And I think it sets a really bad precedent when we are quick to judge people based off of you know, these kind of culture war things uh, because it, it makes people want to make snap decisions without really thinking through it. Mm-hmm. And so people end up not making decisions based off of what their gut says or what they've they've decided after you know talking about it with their with their spouse or with heavenly father they kind of just make this decision based off of what the, their social cues are what their camp is saying and i i don't think that's healthy that's not going to leave put anybody in a good situation and it's going to make people not happy right um and I think one great way we can show people our love for them is by being patient and understanding of people who have differing viewpoints with this. Mm -hmm. And this is a really difficult one because if you really believe this is a serious situation, um, and whether that's a serious medical situation or a serious economic situation or a serious political situation, um, you are going to be extra sensitive mm-hmm. and let's use like the medical situation as an example. So okay. say you really believe this is a serious medical situation um, and you really are worried about you getting sick or a family member getting sick. Uh, so you take a lot of precautions. Um, it doesn't mean that are you loving other people like, like, like our savior has told us, doesn't mean going against your gut feeling or what you feel is right for your family mm-hmm. and saying, oh, I'm just going to let anybody into my home. I'm not going to pay attention to these things. Uh, if like, I'm going to let anybody in my home, even if they're not feeling well, but they feel like they're fine to come over, like you can still make decisions for your family. Yeah. And so you can still say, hey, like, I don't feel comfortable having you come over uh, based off of where you're working or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because you still have to make those decisions for yourself. Yeah. And so, like, loving other people doesn't mean, like, compromising in your, on your beliefs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and we just have to be in a place as a society where we're really understanding of people of different, uh, different approaches to the situation. Mm-hmm. 
because it's going to be a rough go of it, I think, for the next couple of months as we try and normalize. Yeah, and that makes me really sad. Honestly, lately I've been so kind of homesick for what used to be normal. Mm -hmm. And, like, it makes me sad to have to go to the store alone and wear a mask and not take the kids and um, just to not be able to socialize like we were. And being, like, we moved here and then a couple weeks later all of this happened. So I feel like we didn't really get to make really like solid friends yet and now we can't like or we we can but it's more difficult or it's more like there's another obstacle it's tricky yeah um yeah i don't know where i was going with that but yeah so so the question we've been dealing with is how do we move on from this place of like we don't really know what to do there's a lot of different different camps right like and Oh, sorry. No, I was saying, like, how do we move into the next phase where we start interacting with people again. and socializing? Yeah, because that, I feel like it's okay to start doing mm-hmm. because the stay-at-home order's done, for us anyways. Mm-hmm. And if it's not over for you yet, it will be eventually. Right. And, so- and I do want to point out that being libertarian that I am, to me, it's not as big of a deal that the government said it's okay mm-hmm. to start meeting. I think it's okay because of my own personal judgment. Okay. 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 Let us let okay, that be clear, clear. that okay. my judge my decision <laughs> is not based off of the government telling me it's okay. okay. So we're good because they don't need to tell me what's okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. okay. Sorry. Calm Go down. On. Take I'm good. Breath. I'm good. Do you need my stress ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways. So regardless of when your quarantine or stay at home order is going to be done, there will be a next phase. So. Yeah. For us right now, we're in that next phase, and so we're trying to figure out what that means socially. Um, and yep. it's just tricky. But Andrew, as of May twenty seventh at ten oh six p.m. What is my opinion? What is your opinion? I think I am good with limited contact. Um, like I'm not. I don't. I'm not ready to go to like big parties or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But small, like kind of couple on couple, or maybe several couples mm-hmm. like three or four couples like smaller groups um still i would pref- i would honestly be more comfortable if it was like more social distance type stuff like it was more like out- being outside more outside like playing like yard games okay that kind of stuff things where we're not like as close and, um yeah i don't love the idea of going to I, mean, I think maybe I am okay with restaurants now. We went to, we've been to a couple of restaurants already. Mm-hmm. I guess one, right? For one. your birthday. Yeah, we went to a Mexican place. It's so yummy. Mm. It was so I missed, nice. I missed going out. It was, it was like, this very is really good. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I'm like open to, open to meetings, open to like hanging out, but I will be cautious. And in the back of my head, I will be hoping that they are doing. Like they were following like the medical guidelines, like they're like, like and washing their hands and that they showed up to the party or event n- not sick, yeah, or not having been sick recently, right. yeah. Um, and it makes me uncomfortable when I communicate with people who who act like this isn't a big deal at all and like there's no medical threat. Um, and so how do you not judge them though? How do I not so judge them? So going back to that, how do you not 
hold hard feelings against them or something. I, I think I totally, uh, the way I do it, and this is kind of an approach to life really, is when I come in contact with people and I hear their ideas, I try and come, I try and understand why they would have those ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I totally get the thinking that this isn't a real big medical deal uh, because the, without making this a political episode, the uh, international organizations in charge of overseeing and organizing all of these like international medical responses and efforts, in my opinion, have given people a lot of reason to question their uh, efficiency and their purity of intent, mm-hmm. shall we say. Uh, and so I, I, I see that and I, I sympathize with people who have lost all faith in those kind of organi- those kind of groups and organizations. Yeah. You also look at the even like like the, the CDC or the the you know American scientists that if you're in America, I mean people tend to trust their scientists or their health organizations more. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you're, I'm, if your country is anything like it is in America, our medical professionals have gone back and forth and you know seemingly contradicted themselves yeah. like every other day, right? And so like the like at first the disease was only la- living for like a couple days on surfaces and then it was like like an hour then it was weeks and then it was was like wear masks don't wear masks wear masks again why aren't you wearing masks like like it just going back and forth and so the the going back and forth and the self-contradictions those kind of thing uh i i get why people don't trust yeah the government and don't trust these medical professionals i um and i don't and i share some of that as well Uh, and so for me when i see that i I, I I understand where they're coming from emotionally and intellectually. And but it still makes you uncomfortable. It still makes me uncomfortable. And then from the other side, it also makes me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable like like you're irritated with them or uncomfortable like I'm kind of fearful. Like I'm kind of worried that they're not taking care of themselves and okay. that they're going to expose me and my family to a greater risk. Okay. Um, and on the other side, like the where the people are very pro let's be in lockdown for the rest of ever kind of thing and like we're not gonna be we're gonna be in lockdown until a vaccine comes out uh i understand the fear that they that they have um i i see we can see that there is something going on i mean mm-hmm. like whether or not the the data is exactly right a lot of people have died from this right uh, so it is a serious deal um and so I, I, I can sympathize with, with both sides and with both arguments. Mm-hmm. And so that's what has helped me, helps me love, like continue to love people and not judge people. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't, just because I love people and, not, and I'm not judging people, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to alter my behavior because of that. Like mm-hmm. if I think that I'm going to be, being around a person is going to increase my likelihood of being sick, like I might limit my exposure to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's just that's where I'm at. May twenty seventh okay. at ten, ten. Ten twelve now. <laughs> I'm so sorry that it lasted six minutes. That's okay. <laughs> All right, honey, where yeah. are you? Well, I think I'm a little less cautious than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think m- most of mine is more emotional, though. 
I'm just homesick for the old normal, and I'm done wearing masks. Like, I, it grosses me out. And we started wearing masks in my first trimester of pregnancy, and the smell of my own breath stuck in a mask makes me want to throw up every time I put it on. Okay. Anyways, um, no, I just... It's starting to make me sad. Having, like, all of the restrictions and having to think about these things. Like, it really didn't make me sad or irritated that much until, like, this past week. And now I'm just... I'm done. Yeah. Um, so... On a, like, social gathering note, I feel like I can trust... Like, if I'm going to have my friends over or family over, like, I can trust that they have good hygiene. Like, I would hope that they would, regardless of corona. So, pause. So, from, like, your logical argument in your Mm -hmm. head, if I understand right, is my friends and family... Like, they wouldn't be my friends and family if they didn't have good hygiene. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Yeah, you're like... like, (laughs) Well, I don't know. Because you're saying like, oh, I trust that my friends and family have good hygiene. Yeah. And they're doing, but having good hygiene and like taking the precautions necessary that Mm -hmm. like the medical precautions have been recommended Mm -hmm. are different things. Okay. So I trust that they are washing their hands. Right. I trust that just like in normal circumstances, if they were sick, they wouldn't come to my house. Mm -hmm. If they were recently sick, they wouldn't come to my house. Just like I wouldn't go to someone else's house if I was recently sick. So you're you're, you're not like worried about evaluating, okay, this friend or this family member, are, do I think that they are taking this seriously and are they doing these things? Yeah, maybe I just haven't thought that far, but yeah, as my own personal stance on this day. They're my family members. They're all doing exactly, my family friends, they're all doing the exact same thing I'm doing. No, I know that's naive to think that. That's where I'm at right now. Another, um, like, uh, cool analogy that someone shared with us today was, like, the new normal. We were asking kind of, like, what do you think the new normal is regarding this? And someone said that um, being, like, around someone else in a social gathering could be basically the same thing as, like, the whole situation of, like, if the person wears their shoes in the house or not. Like, do you take your shoes off when you walk in, you know? Yeah, at least so, in, in Amer- for those of you who are in foreign countries, in America, it's not a hard and fast social rule to take your shoes oh, off yeah, when okay. you come to your home. Mm-hmm. I know... Like, some families, it's a hard and fast rule, but some it's not. Some people wear their shoes all the time in the house. We wear our shoes in the house. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. It's it, so it depends from family to family or from region to region. So it's not a a like a hard rule, and so you still have to ask. Right. Whereas like in Russia, where we spent a lot of our like for, we spent several years, it's like it's a hard rule. Right. You, and you have like your, your, shoes your house shoes. Yeah. Tapachki. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I feel like with when we're talking about shoes in the house and stuff, like you go in, you take your shoes off, or you ask. Like, hey, do you want me to take my shoes off? And it's not weird. Mm-hmm. It's super normal to ask that. It's not weird, and it's it's not anything that you would ever judge a person for. Yes. That's a very good point. I like that right. a lot. And so I really like the way that this person explained it to me. It was like, that might be how it is with corona, is like the new normal. That mm-hmm. it shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't be, like, uncomfortable or judgy. It's just like, hey, do you want me to wear a mask? 
Yes or no. I like that. Accept a lot. it, respect it. Like that's fine. Right. Yeah. I, so I really like that explanation. I yeah. thought that was cool, and I was like, okay, I could, I could see. And that. what a great way to try really hard to not make other people feel judged mm-hmm. and help them feel loved and like respected for their values. Because if like you kind of scoff at them when they they say like, yeah, I would like like you wear a mask, like they're gonna feel dumb and like they're one they're probably not going to want to continue that relationship or if they do want to continue that relationship they're going to feel like a tension like undermined like, or like yeah yeah because if they think this is a big deal and they're like worried about their own health um then that needs to be respected yeah and they're going to they're going to associate you with endangering their health yeah if you're like trying to make them feel bad about mm-hmm. taking these precautions right yeah. yeah, I like so, that one a anyways, lot. anyways, that's where I'm at. Um, that could change tomorrow, so yeah. who knows? I yeah. just know that I'm really ready to start seeing people yeah. again. I want to have play groups. I want to have play dates. I want to meet other moms. And yeah, and kids make it more complicated, too, because I'm, like, worried yeah. about kids because... I want to go to Chick-fil-A like, and let my kids play on the playground. Yeah, because, like, we don't let our... We have made the personal decision based off of where we live um, and that we are just usually unless we have to we're not going to bring our kids into into stores right because i don't know if you, last time you've them. taken a toddler yeah. into a store they suck on things they put things in their mouths they're not supposed to they sneeze on things they wouldn't keep a mask on yeah they yeah it wouldn't it just wouldn't work out. yeah i mean they're like germ factories and they just throw things every, like like they yeah, anyway. Like, and our Walmarts are not the cleanest places. No. Nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are very hesitant to... Um, yeah, but I just... Yeah, I miss that. I miss being able to take the kids with me to the store because, I mean, this has been a few months now, but they used to be really great at the store and it was like going with buddies. Yeah. That could be totally different now. They might not even remember that they could go to the store. What is a store? <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah. I do miss that. Um, so, make, that's another, you know, complication in all of this. Uh, so, we had one listener write in with an, an interesting experience that they have had mm-hmm. um, as they've been, like, trying to figure out how this is all going to work. And at first, the people in our neighborhood were kind of standoffish and, like, no one was, not standoffish, but everyone was kind of, like, bunk or hunkering like, down yeah like bunker mentality mm-hmm. and then uh, can you you probably remember it better something about how like there was a sign on the playground like the neighborhood playground um that said like don't play on the playground because it will spread germs or something mm-hmm. well someone i guess stole the sign so there was no sign anymore so then kids started playing but the parents would kind of like stay away from each other and then, like, every day they would just keep getting closer. And then finally they started socializing and meeting each other for the first time and becoming really great friends. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they didn't know each other before. And at first, they like, when they started talking to each other, they used to sit at, like, opposite tables. Or, yeah, they sit at different tables. And then uh, after a couple of days, they were, like, sitting right next to each other at the same table. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of it's going to be like that. Kind of like a gradual shift. Yeah. And the, yeah. I think... Something interesting she said, though, was that, like, that, I can't even remember how she said it, but it wouldn't have been that way. Like, it wouldn't have made such strong or true friendships Mm -hmm. if that weren't the case. Like, if it didn't happen that way Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. But she seemed grateful. So it was good. Good. 
I'm glad it worked out for her. Mm-hmm. But I know it's, it's going to be an interesting, rocky road for all of us. Yeah. And I foresee us probably doing more episodes on this and like the the weird random family quirks that come mm-hmm. or the kind of social quirks that develop because of this. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think we just need to get an extra dose of compassion and patience as we strive to get through this. Yeah. Because everybody is trying to deal with this in their own way. And we don't know what kind of forces are at work in their lives to make them more or less cautious. Um, And some of them might be honestly bogus reasons that are kind of dumb or don't make sense. But we don't know. Yeah. And they have have reasons for a reason. Right. And like some of the reasons might be dumb. Respect. But we don't know. Yep. And so we should really try, really try and, and love people. And even if the reasons are dumb, like we still need to respect people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to try and be loving. Because only if we're loving and we're open to discussion and talking about it, are we going to be able to kind of figure this thing out together. Otherwise, the huge split that is like multiple splits that are going on in our culture right now and our society are just going to deepen and fracture more and push people to the you know, farther extremes away from and each other. Away from each other, yeah. And that's not what we're supposed to do. Right. So, okay. I, th- I, I don't know if we came to any conclusions. I don't know. But I feel like this was just a really good talk. If anything, it was a talk for us to yeah, talk about. Because um, we would love to talk about this again and talk about more specifically certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And so if you have heard, you've been listening today to our episode today and you have any thoughts or questions, let us know and we'll, uh, we can do some follow-up episodes. Yeah. So follow, speaking about follow-up episodes, we were going to record with Andrew's brother, Landon, before he left on his mission, but we didn't get a chance. Yes. But so things came up. he ended up going back out on his mission. He is not in the Philippines anymore, though he's in Washington State. Yep, he was reassigned there. So. And he's loving it. He seems like yeah, he's doing he really well. He's really happy. He's back at it and working. Mm-hmm. And, again with the follow-up. I know, we're following up. Lots of follow-ups. <laughs> yeah. Um, we spoke several weeks ago about... What, several weeks ago? I don't know. Um, what is time? A long time ago. When was yesterday? About sharing small businesses. Was yesterday yesterday? Yes. I'm talking about small businesses. <laughs> Um, just kind of wanting to support them and we love small businesses. We love buying from them. We love starting them. Right. Um, and it's not a sponsorship. They're not paying us nope, or giving us anything. They have no idea that we're we going to We just want to help out. out. Yeah. So we're going to give a shout out to Aspenwood Design. Yes. Let me make sure there's not an S on designs because I remember looking it up once and there were two. One had an so S while, and one didn't. While she looks that up, um, they make awesome stickers the coolest yeah, we the bought coolest, several like christian kind of message based stickers right and they're they're so freaking cute yeah and they're, and they're not like cute like girly cute they're like and they're not like little kid stickers they're like no put on your water like bottle or adventure in your car. stickers yeah they're really cool yeah i have i do have one or two on my, my you water have, bottle you should have two at least yeah i'm I really like this one, the Covenant Path one. But there's mm-hmm. so there there's a bunch one is one says like ask in faith and has a really cool background with mountains and trees and I can do hard things. Let I'm your a child light of shine, God. all is well, go and do choose the right find joy in the journey. And so there are all these really cool uplifting sayings or scriptures, but they look cool. They are super cool and they're a great material. Yeah. They don't wear 
Yeah, if they're like if amazing. you if you want to put stickers in your water bottle, it's important to get high quality ones because I've gone through. Yeah, I have. So I have off. several stickers that are peeling off, and it is so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And and some that are fading, and these don't fade. They don't. They haven't come off, and they're on my water bottle, and I use it constantly. And I've been yeah. hiking with it. I, it's gone through so many airports, um, and in and out of bags and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, these are like the best stickers on my water best. bottle, and they're so cute and they're so inspiring. So it is. It's Aspen Wood Design, and yeah. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, and we'll share that. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. All right. Okay. If you have another, if you have a small business you would like us to give a shout out to, let us know because we love supporting them. Okay. We love you guys. Please uh, share our podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, Leave us a rating and review. Do all those great things. We really appreciate it. And it means a ton. It means the world. Okay. Okay. Go and do great things. Don't judge people. Love one another. Make keep smart decisions faith. and keep. Oh, you said my thing. I stole it again. Keep the faith. Okay, you do it. Keep the faith. Okay, Bye. peace out.